Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? It's good to be back. That Piscean new moon was the anniversary, the first birthday of the Living in Rhythm podcast. So we've been in this for one year. (laughs) Amazing. Time flies. And I'm super psyched to be starting this new 42nd episode as this moon's waxing towards the Virgo moon and so much going on in Pisces. So this week, I'm going to quote the great Kurt Cobain. All in all is all we are. All in all is all we are. It's such a Piscean phrase and it's a Piscean time. We got a lot going on with the sun in Pisces. So I want to talk about the evolutionary journey of the Zodiac through Pisces. Talk a little bit about Neptune in the 12th house. And then we're going to get into this moon. It's waxing towards a full moon on March 7th, which is a potent day. This is the day when the moon and the sun are opposite one another. So that moon will be in Virgo. And then just an hour after that, Saturn moves into Pisces for the first time in almost 30 years. So I want to talk about that, give some details and insights into how we can work the transit a little bit of Saturn in Pisces. On top of that, we got the Jupiter Chiron conjuncting. It's exact. And then we also have this 29th degree. Saturn moves into Aquarius before it does. It's been lingering. It is, as I speak, lingering at the 29th degree of Aquarius. We want to get into that because that's like there's some big endings. We're in in a final phase vibration right now. So I want to get into that with y'all and and just uh, tune in to... Again, how we can maximize this time and ride these transits instead of getting hit by them like waves. You know, that's the that's the name of the game and the art and science of living in rhythm is to truly be able to ride the cosmic waves and be in tune with ourselves and and maximize our experience and our fulfillment in this life because <laughs> no one's gonna do it for you. You gotta do it for you. So thanks for tuning in. I'm so glad to be back. Let's take a moment to ground our energy and center ourselves. So take a moment to breathe deeply in your own timing. Feel the the breath come into the body. Invite it in and allow it to gracefully leave as you ground and center. And one of our main practices is this capacity to really tune in, to become efficient with your ability to root into the earth's center and expand into the sky and the space beyond and really fill your auric range of motion, fill your body, fill your cup, fill your bubble up and expand it. We want to fortify our own field as much as we can through a one to three breath centering. So as you tune into the center, you want to feel into that root again. So we have the vertical axis of the rooting and the rising. 
And then we have the horizontal axis of the side peripheral field, the lateral field of your being, of your presence. And then there's the diagonal fields, the X or the star points that fill the space that don't, that don't inhabit that vertical and horizontal field, but the space between. And then we start to feel the wholeness. And as you feel that wholeness, you're going to start to circulate that breath through the root, up the central axis, out into the field and around, and just create this circular toroidal, this toroidal rhythm of rooting, rising, expanding, and recirculating, regenerating. That's the art and science of living in rhythm through the embodiment, through the presence. And that this is the key, this, this time right now, I'm feeling this, and we'll get into it with the astrology. I'm getting this insight around being able to be consistent in our presence, in our practice, and in our third dimensionality. As things shift and change, as things end, things are coming to their final phase. We want to start to really be steady as we can, grounded and present as we possibly can. That's, that's the, the insight that I'm receiving. And part of how we do this, how I practice this, part of how I practice this is through my centering work, through my core calibration. So the ability to tune in efficiently as possible to that rooting and that rising, the diagonal field, the orbit of me, that auric range of motion of my field, and really activate it and get it to a place where I can circulate energy, where I can resource energy. It's going to be required. We need to learn to resource for ourselves on so many levels. And this is through our energy, through our mind, body, spirit in all the ways. So there's that. The other thing that I feel is important is I continue to talk about this core calibration, you know, just use your practice. See if you can tune in as I, you know, visualize these things as I talk about them because I'm, I'm definitely dropping a lot of the tools that I use on a day-to-day basis to help myself stay grounded and centered. And to some degree, it's what mitigates anxiety, depression. It's something that I use. These are tools that I use to help myself physically, psychologically, emotionally. The core calibration is such a powerful tool. So part of that tuning into the rooting and the rising and that toroidal cycle of circulating the energy and creating that force field for yourself, strong magnetic field, strong auric field. That's, that is basically what feeds the heartbeat in my mind. This is the thing we all, it always comes back to the heartbeat, my rhythm, my timing. And I want so much for all of us to find that in ourselves, to fine tune our own sense of our own inner timing, our own heartbeat, our own rhythm is the best way we can come back to ourselves. So when we center through the breathing practice and we feel that energetic circulation and resourcing, then we tune to the heartbeat, the pulse that is our own unique pulse and we honor it. And we practice regulating it, grounding it, keeping it steady, keeping it calm. 
that heartbeat is what pulsates and vibrates and, and brings vitality and energy through the whole body. It circulates our life force and our, our blood, our being. And so getting in tune with our own heartbeat and our own rhythm and learning to regulate that and keep it steady. Again, a powerful tool to stay balanced in these times, these transformative times that we are living in. We don't need astrology to know this. <laughs> uh, I tell this, I say this often in readings with you is if you ever have a reading with me, it's you really don't need the astrology to tell you we're living in it in unprecedented, extraordinary times. <laughs> you don't need the astrology. It, it always comes back to this ability again to tune into ourselves. And I am telling you, like the more I, like I am witnessing it and as somebody that's been practicing and study the, studying these modalities, astrology, embodiment for pretty much my whole life, the, when I tune in and see there's, everyone's getting hip to this and it's great. And everybody has something to share and to say, which is great. Also, it can be detrimental if you're not in tune and, and resourcing for yourself. If you're just listening to everything everybody's saying, including me, you know, like if you're just listening to me, I don't recommend this as an approach for the future. We need to to be able to tune into ourselves and understand our unique resonance, our unique presence. And in in, I say it often, but the world is speaking to us through our senses. And so the more we root into our center of gravity and we've core, we calibrate our core being, find that rhythmic grace, the feedback through our senses speaks to us. This is the sensory system. This is the north node in Taurus. It is all about us activating our sensory systems and our perceptions uniquely, our own unique perceptions and sensory system. This feedback helps us to understand if we're, you know, this is where we start to tune in. What is the feedback telling me? What is the, what kind of feedback am I getting and how do I use it? How do I maximize the feedback that I'm receiving? If it's giving me grief and stress, I need to figure out how to alleviate that. If it's giving me nudges and pushes, I need to listen to that. I'm, I'm really practicing this. And part of this is, you know, you may have noticed I've been gone for a couple weeks. <laughs> I, it's about honoring our rhythm. I've honestly, I tried a couple times to do one. I, I'm thinking that I'm going to be doing this podcast every other week from here on out. We'll see. I don't know, but I, I, I've said that before. And the truth is, is sometimes I just feel the urge that I need to share. And then, uh, and then I don't want to force it. If there's, if it's not going to come through from an anchored and centered place, I'm not going to drop a pod. <laughs> I'm not going to drop an EP y'all. So I, I take very, I take this very seriously, this, time, the space that we have. And when we, when I go to share, it's intentional. It's, it's coming from a place where I'm grounded in, in working from my heart and my rhythm and, you know, bless it. If it, if it lands on you and, and you can use it, great. If not, let it roll by. This is, this is the time where we have to start to allow the feedback of what life is telling us. We have to listen. And so that's the big message of of the Piscean energy is actually listening. The more that we tune into our sensory system and we engage with the feedback and get really good at interpreting and 
acting upon, living, living through the way that we're tuned, the sensory system is speaking to us. This, this deep listening through our senses is guiding us. And the more we live with it, this is the true embodiment of the future. And it's important more than ever to be third dimensional. And I know that sounds a little, I know that sounds a little woo woo, but the core calibration is so much about helping our third dimensionality maintain as we become more spiritualized. So I, in my personal opinion, in my deepest, in my deepest insight and opinion, I believe we are becoming spiritualized. I feel like we are spiritualizing ourselves on a whole next level. This amplifying the human capacity for, for experience, for fulfillment through our senses, through, through our humanity, (laughs) we're becoming more spiritualized. We can tune into the spirit realm. We can tune into the, the field, the Akashic records, the, all that is all in all is all we are. When we become more aware of that, we're going to need our third dimensionality to ground this stuff, to be able to manifest it in a way where we can actually work it through our human experience instead of just having it be prayers and thoughts and, and energetics or, or even concepts, you know, since 2020, everybody was talking about 5d. It's kind of died down a little bit, but you know, the 5d consciousness and the awakening, the great awakening that's occurring, that's taking us to a, to a next level in our human, in our human experience. This is going to require us to to actually, you just can't jump from wherever you are to 5D. There's an embodiment. There's a practice of living through one, two, three, four dimension. You know, we have to live the things that came before, so to speak. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about being able to tune in for yourself because there are a lot of people that are like jumping levels right now. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, you can, you can elevate and jump. You can make quantum leaps right now. And it's awesome. And, and I encourage all of us to push ourselves to expand our experience, to expand our, our capacity and our humanity, like ex- be a better human. <laughs> and you know, that's the kind of the name of the game in the Aquarian Dawn, uh, but also there's this, there are some people, you know, some of it, the, the jumping can be cool. But again, if you don't have that foundation, it's not, there's, we have to have the foundation and that's the lesson of Saturn. Saturn is foundation, structure, form, it's authority. It's, it's, it's the boss. It's the foundation, the core and it moving into Pisces, which we'll get into. But it moving into Pisces is going to, in my, you know, Pisces doesn't have, is no, is not earth. It is all that is all in all is all we are. (laughs) And so that, that allness and nothingness, that vastness and that super consciousness that there's no ground there. And so Saturn going into a place where there is no ground is quite a paradox. And we're going to be experiencing this for the next three years. We're going to have these, we're going to get to witness this transit and see how we can manifest and work in these conditions. And this is, this is one of my things. I say this a lot to my astrology students. It's when you're, when you live a transit, when you, when we're living in rhythm and you're tuning in. This is how we get better at astrology, but this is also how we learn to 
understand how to maximize our experience when these transits come up. Instead of being quote unquote victims or just letting the, I always think of the transits, the skies are like waves, these cycles, these cycles are waves. And if you stand there and let them hit you, (laughs) you just get pummeled by waves. That's not a fun day at the beach. But if you're splashing around and you're ducking and you're diving and you're surfing and you're, you're learning to move through the waves and around the waves and with the waves, it's a completely different experience than just get, standing there getting hit by them. And this is the art and science of living in rhythm, is tuning your center of gravity to a place where you're present enough to catch the feedback and the insight that your senses are giving you to maximize the waves. And then we tune into the cosmic sync. We sync with the cosmos and we fine tune, like, how do I maximize this, this wave pattern that's coming through? So let's talk about it. We have a really big cosmic waves happening in our life. These, these last few years are just epic as far as we'll never experience the, some of these transits that we've been experiencing these last few years ever again in any of our lifetimes. It's phenomenal. So what's happening? We've got the sun in Pisces. It's in the middle degrees of Pisces at the moment, and it's going to be there for, we have a couple more weeks of Pisces before we hit the equinox, which is the beginning of Aries. That's the astrological new year. And so this is the end phase. We're in the middle of the end phase (laughs) of Pisces. Pisces is the final sign of the Zodiac. And I love talking about the evolution of the Zodiac because this is how we help. This is one of the tools that I use to help me maximize these cycles. This Piscean cycle comes through Aquarius. It's coming off of the Aquarian heels. Let me break it down again. So Aries is the beginning. That's that spark of life. The Taurus energy has this observing the sensory field. This is how we start to tune into the feedback in our senses, how the world is speaking to us. The Gemini is how we mentalize it. It's a mental, it starts to organize data and ask questions and think and communicate and express through, through a mental capacity. And then through the the sign of cancer, we start to emote. We become more emotional through what we're processing and how how we're experiencing the world. From that emotional phase, the Leo steps into a powerful creative. It's like, wow, I have this capacity to think, feel, and tune into my senses. I've got a spark and a will of life. I'm going to create something. I'm going to empower myself to create and express and on a whole next level. It's very playful and expressive, that Leo energy. And then it comes to Virgo, which starts to become a little bit more disciplined in that playful energy because it's preparing. It's the last, Virgo is the last sign where we are working more internally with ourselves. Virgo starts to think more critically. It starts to become more of a perfectionist. It's the details. It's the detail orientation. It's the critical thinking and the the discernment that comes through the other signs. And then from that discernment, we begin to recognize the outside of ourselves, the other, and that's the Libra energy. Libra is all about our outside of ourselves, our relationships, anything that's, that's reflecting ourselves back to us. And then through the Scorpio, we start to, 
we start to get a little bit more transformative with it because we're starting to understand this next level of wow, you're, you are another me, I'm another you, that's the Libra energy, the Scorpio starts to play with that a little bit because it's starting to play, it wants to play with what it's learning through the partnership. From there, the Sagittarius starts to think a little bit deeper about the partnerships or the feedback it's getting from the outside world. And so oftentimes that Sagittarius energy has this traveling effect or this foreign explorative out out cultural like exploring cultures and worlds outside of one's own experiences this is higher thinking higher learning higher mindedness that's the sagittarius energy the capricorn then comes in and starts to finesse it it starts to master it it starts to focus the energy and truly master not only the self but the outside world as well it looks for power and strength in the balance of the two And then when you get to the Aquarian energy, that Aquarius is all about taking it to a next level of, I've grounded the energy in Capricorn and I've worked with within, without the the Aquarian energy starts to go beyond into the outer realm. Now we're starting to think of humanity as a whole or the collective, the collective, it's the it's also the sky, it's the sky and the heavens and so it has to do with you know beyond the earthly realm now we're starting to really explore space time humanity its experience how are we all connected how are we all one this this aquarian energy really pushes the outer limits and then the pisces by the time we get to pisces when i first started studying astrology like seriously in my high, in high school and in one of my first astrology books, it broke down the housing system and the houses, the 11th house is all about friends and the outside world really. And like how we interact with outside people, like a next level of that Libra. But then you'd get to this 12th house and it's just called the house of undoing of self undoing is the way it was first described. I was just like, it's been elusive to me. Honestly, for years, Pisces was elusive, which makes sense. You always hear about the Piscean energy of being very, you know, the self undoing. You always hear of the, the drug overdose or the, you know, like wastedness, the alcoholism, the, I mean, this is, these are things that show up on a, on the downslope of the Piscean phase. And this is the thing that always gets talked about. However, there's this other, there, there's the other realm. The polarity of Pisces, that other end of the spectrum of Pisces is very spiritual. It's all that is. All in all is all we are. And it's this vastness that's so great. The Aquarius is the collective consciousness. The Pisces is the super consciousness. It's the unconditional love, all that is, that we're all so one that we're, it's like everything and nothing all at once. All in all is all we are, is my favorite phrase for this Pisces time. And so this, again, the evolution of Pisces as we complete, as we complete the Pisces cycle, like here we are at the end of a circle of the Zodiac as we complete this Piscean time, I feel like it's just the most cosmic Pisces 
season we've ever had, specifically because we're, we have so many endings occurring at this moment. So many endings. With Pluto at 29 degrees, Capricorn about to enter into Pisces, about to enter into Aquarius for the first time in 248 years. We have Saturn leave at 29 degrees Aquarius about to enter into Pisces for the first time in 28 to 30 years. And again, the Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. So anytime any sign goes through Pisces, it's like the final phase of that. It's that, it's that planetary cycle ending a grand cycle. So we have these big endings and Jupiter just went through this. Jupiter being in Aries right now is beginning a new zodiacal cycle. It will take 12 years for Jupiter to come back around. It will take Pisces or Saturn 30 years to come back. And so many people are having, you know, so if you have Saturn in Pisces, you're about to enter into a Saturn return phase. If you have Saturn in Virgo, you're about to enter into a Saturn opposition phase. And if it's in Sagittarius or if it's in Sagittarius or Gemini, then it's a Saturn square sign season for you. So that's a lot. But anyhow, let we'll get into that. Actually, let me get so back to the 12th house business. This Pisces rules the 12th house, the house of, of they, they, you know, again, is the house of self undoing is the way it was taught is first described in this book to me. And what I've come to recognize is it's, it's not self undoing. It's actually self creating. It's this place of conception and concoction. Um, when, if you think about Aries of, as being the spark of life, that moment of beginning, it's the beginning of the cycle, the beginning of life, that Pisces energy is the conception time. It's the womb time. It's the womb time, the prayer time, the internal time of growth and conception and, and birthing something new, which it just is so beautiful. The, the timing of it all, you know, for how heavy it all is and how much transformation and change we're living through. It's also very synchronistic and beautiful. And it's just divine timing never ceases to amaze me because we are living in this moment where there's so many endings and yet we're birthing some new things, which is going to take a lot of courage, a lot of strength, a lot of grace and presence and allowing the divine timing. I have a lot of friends. I have a couple listening people, friends who are listening right now that are birthing babies any, you know, in the next few weeks, any time now in the next moon cycle, we'll have some new souls coming through. And I just want to send love out to, to you two mamas that I am, that you know who I'm talking to specifically. There's two women that I know of that are, are in, are in this 12th house phase where their babies are coming, you know? So (laughs) it's that, it's that moment of like, I, you can't force these things, you know, you, you allow for the divine timing to occur and you ride your rhythmic breath and you tune into your center and you, uh, you know, you ride the waves instead of getting pummeled by them. And this is, 
it's, it's powerful that there's women that are doing this right now. And it's also powerful that we as humans on the earth right now that are not giving birth, we have to recognize that we are really birthing a new sense of ourself, a new sense of our, our self is in humanity. Like humans are being called to take it to a whole new level. And so these, these days of, of the sun in Pisces, and then there's all these other things happening, but like these last few weeks of sun in Pisces in 2023, just starting to open our hearts and minds up to recognize in that grace and rhythmic balance that is occurring, these synchronicities that are appearing on a day-to-day basis. If, if we can just honor it and allow, like ask for the feedback, ask for the guidance and the feedback to be a little bit louder if you need it to, so that you can really start to listen to yourself and find that inner guidance, that inner strength to embody your true essence in this time, to be so grounded and so present in this time, you know, cause we, we want to uplift ourselves. Now we anchor and uplift ourselves and each other. So bless it. Let's talk about the full moon. So the moon, you may have witnessed in the last couple weeks, the moon's been, you know, we had that beautiful Piscean new moon and the birthday of the podcast, happy birthday, living in rhythm podcast on the Piscean new moon. And then it waxed, it's been waxing and it, we had this beautiful alignment in the sky with the sun, with the crescent moon, Jupiter and Venus and Neptune, although we couldn't see it, it was there. And then Venus and Jupiter got close and they're separating now. And as that occurs, the moon is waxing towards this full moon. This waxing full moon occurs on March 7th at 5.42 a.m. And that's mountain time. So on March 7th at 5.42 a.m. mountain, the sun will be at 16 degrees Pisces and the moon will be at 16 degrees Virgo. So Virgo moon, Virgo full moon, (laughs) all you Virgo moons. I love a Virgo moon. I feel like the fullness of the, of the feminine energy is embodied in the Virgo full moon specifically. I feel like a Virgo moon is very discerning and practical, but also extremely intuitive and graceful. This is the, this is such a beautiful full moon because it's also the last full moon of this astrological year that we're having the last full moon before of, of winter. Basically the last full moon of winter is a Virgo discerning, intuitive moon. The power of this moon is also amplified by the fact that we have Saturn at 29 degrees Aquarius, Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn. And these, like I was saying, these 29 degrees, the 29 is the last degree of the, of each sign. So we go from zero to 29 in every sign. And so once they click into the next sign, it's a new beginning. And so 29 is like the finessing. It's the 
cherry on top, graduation. It's the final touches. It's mastery on a whole next level. It's the mastery. So Saturn is now completing its cycle in Aquarius. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. It's completing its cycle in Aquarius with that 29 degrees. And then Pluto is is finishing its cycle. And we'll get into that in a couple weeks. It's going into Aquarius for the first time in 248 years. It's mind-blowing. So we'll we'll have that in a couple weeks and we'll get into it. But back to this full moon. So we have the, the 29 degree thing happening. And then we also have Jupiter conjuncting Chiron exact at 14 degrees Aries. And so this Jupiter conjuncting Chiron is all about amplification of the self-healing, self-empowerment. This is where we become the warriors that we, this is the warrior with the pi, all the Pisces and the Aries energy. This is like warrior. This is like spiritual warrior time. These are the warrior spirits. And I'm going to quote Bob Marley. Soon we'll find out who is the real revolutionaries. Soon we'll find out who is the real revolutionaries because these are the days of the warrior. The spiritual warriors are rising. And what does it mean to be a spiritual warrior? Ask yourself. (laughs) I've been asking myself this. (laughs) I'm a spiritual warrior. And, you know, this this is the time of being empowered and healthy and strong and clear and in tune with yourself and resourcing for yourself and for your community. I mean, these are the leaders, these are the warriors, the spiritual healers are rising up and I'm sure you're feeling it. If you're listening to this, you're one of them. So you're feeling it. And what I would say about this too is Venus has been conjuncting, you know, as, as I speak right now, Venus is conjuncting Chiron and Jupiter. It's going to be moving on a little bit over the next week or so, but what I want to say about that is, again, we're, we're at being asked to put our values around our own healing and our own empowerment. It's like, put yourself first. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself first and then uplift the people around you. You know, uplift yourself and then lift the, uplift the ones around you. And so uh, this is a really cool. I'm excited about to, to feel into this Jupiter-Chiron conjunction I feel like we can get a little extra support and some deep healing right now. You know, if you ask for it, you can receive it. And you just have to be willing to listen to it, to hear the feedback and the guidance of what that's telling you. What do we need to be better, to do better, to feel better, to be at our best? It's actually not even about being better anymore. It's about being our best. So, and that's that 29 degrees thing too. It's like, there's no more time. It's now, now or never baby right now. Okay. I love you and I'm doing it too. So (laughs) we can do it. Victory. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then, uh, I want to get back to the Saturn business. So, so Saturn 29 degrees Aquarius as the full moon hits on March 7th, an hour later, Saturn goes into Pisces for the first time since 1996. The, if you look in your own life, this is, this is why I love living and working the transits. If you look in your own life, 
between 1993, May of 1993, to April of 1996, Saturn was in Pisces. That was the last time Saturn was in Pisces. And so we've had a whole evolutionary cycle of Saturn making its way through each sign of the Zodiac, spending about three years in every sign since 1996 to come back around to being in Pisces. And like I said, Pisces being the end of the Zodiac, Saturn coming back to the end, it's completing another cycle. So that's mind blowing. And so you can look at your own life and see what was, what were some of the lessons that I was working on? What were some of the things that I got from, from my life? If you were alive and some of you might be, this is maybe some of you were born in 1996. My beloved niece was, but anyhow, so some of you are, were born with Saturn in Pisces. So you're going to be having that Saturn return. So, you know, this is a really, really big time for, for you, if that's the case. And if you need some extra support, reach out. I love doing Saturn return insight support. So we can do reading if you, if that's you. And, um, even if it's not you, (laughs) let's work it out. If you need some support, I'm here for you. Here's the other thing. So back to the Saturn in in Pisces. Saturn is at home. It's the it's the ruler of Capricorn and it's the secondary ruler of Aquarius. And it is not at home in Pisces because it's very much a grounded fortifying planet. It's disciplined, it's structured, it's organized. It wants to detail it. It wants to have that be- those beautiful rings pristine and clean. Pisces is ungrounded. It's vast. It's super consciousness. It's so vast that there's no ground. So Saturn trying to ground things in Pisces is kind of uh well when you got you got to feel it for your in your own life, but I, you know, it's kind of like build. You just, I think you got to have a, you got to have a houseboat. <laughs> you can't build a, you can't build a foundation on the shore if the shore, if there's water coming up and down on the shore all the time. But you can get a boat. You can build a boat <laughs> and float around on that water. You know. So this is where we have to be resourceful and find ways to to how can we ground when things are moving. That's kind of the thing. Is like when it's so vast and it's so broad and there's no earth. How do we ground? And that's what the next three years are going to be asking us is finding ways to, to build the boat so that we can live on the water instead of, you know, having the shore wash away our foundation all the time. The other thing I like to think about with this as well is that with Pisces, again, it's spiritualizing. And so when I think of Saturn, it's like, I want to work on my spirituality. I want to work. Saturn is the, is work as well. That's another word I use for Saturn. It's the structure of my spiritual practice, the structure of my creative practice, the structure, you know, so again, it doesn't have to be something very rigid, but there's, we're looking to put some form with, with some of these things that seem abstract and absolutely beyond our capacity to hold. And, uh, yeah. So anyhow, let's talk about, you know, we'll be talking about it as it kicks in. This is the first, I'll say this too, that, you know, back in 96, I wasn't so conscientious about how to work these transits. I wasn't working the transits like I do now. And so 
this is my first, like my, this is my point. When you are conscientious of the cycle and you feel into it for your own sake and you tune in it, to it with your own rhythmic timing, you're going to get some insight. You're going to get your own feedback. Saturn and Pisces could be extraordinary and, you know, it could be the best thing for you. It's, and there's not a right or wrong to any of these signs and, you know, no matter, even if it's not like Saturn is not comfortable in Pisces, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's wrong. And so again, it requires us to be resourceful, to be creative, to think outside the box and see, how do I work this? What's the best way that I'm going to maximize this time? You know, so part of the, I'm really getting serious about this with the, when you're tuning in, you gotta, you gotta use your own discernment. Because there's going to be a ton of astrologers out there. They're going to be, you know, naysaying the Saturn and Pisces and poo-pooing all these things that, you know, and just projecting negativity, fear, stress, anxiety into the collective around around Saturn and, and Pluto too. And I'm telling you, don't believe the hype. You got to feel it for yourself and you got to find a way to create your own rhythm, you, you know, to really be able to, you got to find a way to tune into it for yourself that so that it works for you. You know, that's what we got to do. We got to ride these waves, become that big wave surfer, baby. It's time. We got to get our chops up. So part of that is being able to tune into ourselves and really listen, listen to our sensory feedback, listening on a whole new level. And the other word I want to say about Saturn especially in Pisces is, you know, obviously we there again, it's moving. So if we can't, you know, if we can't build a foundation on this moving mutable thing, what if we look for consistency and rhythm? That's what, that's the way I'm going to work this as much as I can. I'm looking for consistency and rhythm. So I'm listening and tuning into that and seeing how I can't use that to, to, build in this new time because I'll tell you the other thing is is I'm we're I keep saying it you know it's the quickening we're building the new world we're seeding the new foundation of the new age it's just the beginning and we we're only at the shore you know we so part of this fun I'm thinking it's fun part of this practice right now is that if we can if we can learn to ride these waves and to really listen to ourselves and be consistent in our response to that listening, the manifestation is just going to keep getting quicker and quicker and quicker. And that's, that's that quickening. So I'm just encouraging all of us like hold, hold fast, hold true to you, hold true to what is right for you and the future and the vision that you want to experience you know, as things are shifting and changing, that's, it's going to require you to be committed and consistent with yourself. I mean, it, me too. I'm going to have to do it too. So I, I'm excited. Honestly, I think that I'm ready for some change. I think that, um, this, this new cycle that's occurring, this new, like this, these endings and these new beginnings that are on the, on the, that we're on the cusp of, I just, I'm hopeful. I'm so hopeful. And I'm also 
working on really being present with it. Like I want to live this consciously. I want to be present and aware and awake in this time. I want to be a clear stream, a clear force, a clear vibration of, of like holding fast to, to, yeah, for the good of humanity, for the good of what's, what's to come so that we can bypass some of this fear and some of this just the the falsities, the things that are not important, you know? So again, what's most important to you, be discerning about how to use that energy so that you can really maximize your experience. Because again, we're, we are spiritualizing ourselves. We're amplifying our presence and our ability to be humans. We're taking humanity to a whole new level and in our capacity. So the the heightened sensory system, the heightened intuition, and really being able to process that without stress and anxiety, but just use it to start to use our insight for the good of our day-to-day living. I mean, guys, gals, we have what we need and, and the, we can, we can resource if we really stay centered and grounded We can resource our energies. We can support ourselves. We can support our communities by being present and grounded, by having that insight, you know, being able to respond to the feedback. We'll be able to get the, we'll be able to make the moves that we need to make in the perfect timing with what we need. And, and again, this is the, the spiritualization has so much to do with faith too. It's like, can you, do you believe do you believe enough? Do you have enough faith in yourself and in the universe and the divine timing of things? This embodied wellness, this embodiment of our wholeness and being consistent with that is part of this anchoring in the new future. Being grounded and rooted and present is what's going to help hold things steady while thing you know it's going to help hold that that reality that we're looking to see steady while things transform and change and you know I just want to bless it I want to I want to send a lot of love and support out to you and your family and your friends and you know I know it's an and I know it's been a tumultuous time and there's a lot of transformation and change and we're being pushed and pressurized in so many ways this is where, again, the real revolutionaries will stand up. The spiritual warriors will overcome. And, you know, the more we start to hold hold true to ourselves and, and honor that, then we can recognize how powerful we are. We can, we can, when I find that power in myself, I feel like I can uplift the people around me. And the more of us that are feeling empowered, the better. We want to create a, we want to raise the collective consciousness. We want to raise the collective vibration. How we do that is by being consistent in ours, in our own personal consciousness, in our own personal vibration and recognizing all in all is all we are. All in all is all we are. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and being supportive of this podcast, of this work that I'm sharing, 
of yourself and the work that you're sharing. And I hope you're bringing, you know, I hope it's helpful and I hope it's helping you bring some light into your communities as well. You know, we're all in this together and, you know, just recognizing and showing love to those that you know are, are, are holding it down. Just like we got to kind of cheerlead each other a little bit right now, hold space for one another. And, uh, you know, don't forget to show love to those people in your world that are helping you. And, you know, they'll do the same. I'm so grateful for you. I appreciate you. And I love you. And I'm here for you, too. So if you need me, reach out. And until next time, blessings and love. Peace. Peace.